What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I'm here with Chris Francis, and that was fun, Chris. Yes, it was. It was highly entertaining. I mean, yeah, I thought the Grizzlies were going to score one one forty six. They were on. They were on their way until the Cavs boned up a little bit uh, in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your final score was uh, Memphis uh, one thirty two, Cleveland one thirty one. I think Cleveland um, trailed by as much as uh, 14 in the game, or 16 in the game, and uh, cut it all the way to one with about um, five minutes left, and unfortunately kind of couldn't close the gap, and, you know, struggled uh, to contain John ja Morant. Uh, we saw... <laughs> J.B. Bickerstaff come out with a very odd lineup at about the four or five minute mark with the three guard Garland Sexton Rubio lineup with uh, Mobley and Markinen, And then uh, they replaced one of them. They replaced Mobley with Jared Allen. And I, I, I didn't understand the lineup at all because Jared <laughs> Allen – Despite your misgivings in the preseason, was absolutely awesome tonight. I don't think you would argue with that, at least uh, from scoring the basketball-wise. 
Would you yeah. disagree? Yeah, no, no. He was fantastic. Uh, and also uh, as active of as, as I've ever seen him defensively in a while. With, uh, oh, my didn't gosh. He, didn't he have six stocks, I think? He did, yeah. He had three blocks and three steals. He was everywhere on the yeah. floor and, you know, four rebounds and assist, um, one turnover. And we'll get to the rebounds in a bit. But, uh, you know, super exciting game. Uh, and 11, 11, 11 of 11 from the field uh, and 3 for 4 from the free throw line for 25 points. And it's hard to get worse than 11 for 11 from the field. I actually felt like the Cavs weren't giving him the ball enough, you know, down the stretch. Um, and the player that really frustrated me was uh, Laurie Markinen, who got the start at the 3 tonight. And what was interesting, I think he was four for 14, had a shot blocked five times, um, rivaling oh, Colin Sexton's, uh, you know, blocks against record maybe this year. <laughs> and, and that was frustrating. But I mean, the, the re, you know, the two real big reasons they lost, uh, out rebounded 53 to 36, um, Steven Adams had six offensive rebounds, mainly by just manhandling Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and Laurie Markinen for, for defensive boards. And a lot of uh, holding picks from behind that freed uh, John Morant to get clear lanes to the basket for 37 points and six dimes, uh, which which was an impressive feat. John Morant was was pretty awesome this game. Wouldn't, would you agree? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... He was a superstar. I mean, yeah. Who? Uh, I think it was Austin Carr that was saying any time that the Cavs made a run, he would make a play, and that's exactly what superstars do: is they make those plays at those times where momentum, like they're momentum changers. You know, momentum changers and momentum builders. And he, along uh, he and his perimeter mates, were able to do that every time the Cavs tried to make a run. So. It was, uh, you know, I mean, Memphis is going to, wow, I guess, you know, John Morant making a leap this year to like a top 50 player, uh, you know, I wonder how far that takes Memphis. You know, that'll be very interesting to see. I, if he plays like he did tonight, it'll be higher than top 50. I mean, he, 29 shots, um, 37.6 assists and only two turnovers with the unbelievably high usage is, is, is really incredible. Now, that being said, the Cavs' defense was uh, pretty porous. Um, Memphis shot 53% from the field and 42% from three. And uh, they really were pour- turning it on from three in the first half, and the Cavs were really failing to close out to shooters. I, I thought... Uh, Lori Markinen was a, especially bad defensively in the first half, and they they picked it up to start the third, but they'd already kind of dug themselves a hole. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as down on as you are on the Lori Markinen experience. I mean, I see you know he was minus four in 31 minutes, uh, nine rebounds, which is an obvious weakness of his that he you know uh, I'm 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 impressed you know that he got nine rebounds. I never expected that. Um, and uh, and like you said, it, maybe it was bad in the first half and better than the second half. I think he, there was definitely extra effort that was noticeable and effective in the second half, uh, especially coming out that third quarter. 
So, um, you know, uh, but uh, one thing I do agree with you is what in God's name was that lineup at the end of the fourth quarter? You know, it's like <laughs> playing Rubio off ball is something I'll never understand. I don't it's just the goofiest thing I've ever seen at the most crucial point in the game. So, well, and and the funny thing about that is if you, you look at those three guys, Rubio and Garland and Sexton, who would you want handling and who would you want be the shooters? It would be Garland and Sexton. You yes, know? you're exactly right. That's it. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're absolutely hundred percent, hundred, two hundred percent correct. And, and it just goes to show, you know, uh, it's, it's either bad coaching or it's just, we're doing this tanking development thing. We're not about winning. You know what I mean? It's just like you put the ball in Rubio's hands. If you want to win the game, you know, it's so, brain dead obvious to do that and it's not something that they seem interested in doing well yeah i i don't quite agree 100 agree there but i i did you know i think a lot of people noted that isaac okoro uh was a much better defender than any other Cavs perimeter defender mm-hmm. um yeah and okoro yeah. who only you know took five shots got had two and ones uh, on his way to eight points, I actually think he played a really solid game all over the court, but he only got about 20 minutes of time. <laughs> and I'm just kind of baffled why you would play Laurie Markinen basically us another forward and then, you know, send Isaac Okora to the bench when you've got a guy on the other. Now, it, you, you absolutely nailed it. That's well, the whole then, thing. That, so let me, let me Markinen, finish, though. Well, okay. I'm just saying that's the yeah. whole thing is that Lori Markinen at the three doesn't work without Okoro at the two. You know, which is, you know, that's what I'm hearing you say when they don't, they decide to start Markinen, but they don't start Okoro. Yeah, so, I mean, I, the other side of that, I will say Okoro was limited by foul trouble. He had three fouls in the first half. That's and true. Right, it, right. Uh, it limited his playing time. But, I mean, clearly he wasn't getting any run down the stretch. And the the Cavs' bigs were not getting to the level of the pick on defense. And Ja was just turning to the corner and either getting to the basket or shooting that floater. And he literally to win the game or to ice the game shot a 25 foot floater from the three point line. That was just absolutely ridiculous um, to basically put the nail in the coffin on the calves and the projected point spread. So, Oh, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They calves didn't even cover. Oh, boo. boo. Well, some of those finishes that John Moran had, oh, my God. Like, he was finishing over good contests by Mobley and, and uh, Allen. I mean, it was just – like, there was at least a half dozen wow plays in this game from John Moran. I mean, that's – you know, it was just ridiculous. We, we saw something incredible tonight. Yeah, and the other part of what Memphis did was – you know, I think a lot of people expected them to start Kyle Anderson. Well, they went and started Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton, uh, guys who hadn't been regular starters for them. Desmond Bain, 30th pick of last year's draft, who will, you know, I know our own Elijah Kim wanted the Cavs to buy into that spot and draft him last year. Well, 
Bain only scored 22 points and Melton only scored 20. Um, <laughs> and they looked really good. And clearly the coaching advantage there was to Memphis, who just told them, hey, go out and shoot them out of the zone they're trying to play with these three bigs and go just uh, make Laurie Markkinen defend in space and defend uh, at the three-point line. And they absolutely did that. I, You know, one of the things I noted in the second quarter, I had tweeted about uh, how Laurie Markkinen was a, a total dud this game. And then somebody on Twitter had basically said, yeah, and why are they Cavs running a defense where he's just straight up matched up on John Moran? I mean, that's just a disaster. That should never happen. Um, but it did. And, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah. You, you, exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head that starting marketing at the three without a Coro is an idiotic decision. Who is guarding the perimeter? You've got Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, or Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, just wh- not wh- who's work. the defender? Yeah. Who's the hey, defender and, and, in that group? You know, and we'll get in a little bit to the guy that was the defender in Evan Mobley and also Jared Allen, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen played great defense from the three point line in. I mean, they switched on guys, contested shots, you know, funneled guys to their help. They were fantastic. But you, if you're running a lineup with only two good defenders on it, you're gonna have problems, you know? (laughs) Yeah. To say the least. (laughs) Yeah. And as for Sexland, um, they struggled. Darius Garland uh, turned his ankle in the first half and, you know, had a hard time elevating. Definitely was shooting from three more than he was uh, driving. Uh, he did, however, have 12 assists and 13 points, but was uh, 5 of 15 from the field and 3 of 10 from three. Uh, but I did love the frequency with which he was shooting. So that was a good sign. Uh, to only two assists. I mean, the Cavs as a team had 38 assists, which was three more than their season high last year. Uh, to yeah, only, to 10, only turnovers. 10 turnovers. Yeah. 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 And Indian. the Cavs had two double digit assist guys. When's the last time you can remember that happening? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, Rubio had a really nice game uh, 12 points, 10 boards, four rebounds um, in, and, you know, three for seven from three, uh, missed some shots. He probably, he probably shouldn't have kind of got bogged down in the offense late in some of the shot clocks. Uh, didn't get them into their sets quite as quick as he should have a few times, but you know, for kind of the goofy lineups the Cavs were running, he, he played pretty darn well. Uh, I, I didn't see anything too much from Ricky Rubio that concerned me, although I, he did get lost on D a few times. But. Yeah, I mean, he's he yeah, he got backdoored all night and I think yeah. uh the preseason data showed that he was kind of str- he was not nearly at the level of defense that he's ha- has been typically in his career. So I'm worried that just kind of age and time has kind of sapped his legs a little bit the the sudden, yeah. you know, the twitch movement and uh you know, it's not going to be as effective at the point of attack that he once was. Yeah, I I would also say that you know, one of his problems is that the lack of cohesiveness of the Cavs defense. Right. There's, um, yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of communication right. issues. There's a lot of rotation issues. 
you know, when you don't know where you're supposed to be uh, and you're old, it, it's a bad com- combination. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the bumps and bruises of uh, the first time playing out there, you know? So yeah, it's, uh, there was, it was definitely, uh, I mean, there was so many defensive breakdowns and that's really where, you know, that's really where the game was lost yeah. is on the defensive end, not on the offensive end. Yeah. The, the, re- the boards and the defensive end for sure. And yep. when we come back, uh, we'll talk about, you know, some of the things that we liked and some of the things that we didn't like. And, uh, yeah. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Casa Podcast. So, Chris, give me two things you liked, uh, that you saw from the Cavs tonight. Well, one that stands out is, um, they fought in the second half. I mean, that's important for a young team, and it was important for young guys not to hang their head, especially Garland. You know, he finally, you know, his shot wasn't working, but those those three threes that he made in the fourth quarter were game changers. You know, they, they brought him to within one. Um, so I'm glad that there was a confidence to keep shooting his shots, even though they weren't falling. I mean, he, he did do 12 assists and only two turnovers. That's I mean, that's elite stuff. You know, he was running offense. He was getting easy looks. He was getting guys, uh, you know, the ball. There was, uh, I mean, it was rough on the defensive end for him. You know, there was no stocks to be spoken of. But, um, you know, just as a whole and, and, you know, Allen, you know, and the young guys, there was a uh, Mobley, you know, there was a lot of young guys that were playing a heavy minutes and, you know, they fought all the way through. So, um, the, another thing I liked was, um, I mean, Coro came out and balled, uh, that was fantastic to see. And, uh, you know, at least JB decided to start half of what worked in the preseason, which was Lori marketing. He's just got to take it to the finish line. You know, as I said, at the beginning of the thread, I was like, he half passed this job, you know, it was marketing and a Coro. <laughs> And so, uh, at least there was one change, you know, they're, they are willing to make a change in the starting lineup. They just only, uh, decided to do half of it though. So I'd say those are the two big things, uh, is, you know, kind of just the fight, you know, the fight and especially with Garland, the fight and, uh, also, uh, trying, you know, trying to mark it at the three, you know, I'm glad they tried it, but they all, they need, they need to finish the job and put a core there and see what, see what let it fail before, uh, you know, let it fail before you pull the plug on it. So, yeah, another thing. So the, the couple things that I liked were the lineups with, uh, uh, Kevin Love and Chetty Osman and Evan Mobley and Ricky Rubio and, um, Isaac Okoro. Uh, so it was basically their four bench guys plus Kevin Love. I thought, those lineups were really effective. I thought Chetty Osman just came out gunning, you know, five the of shot six. Looks good. Yeah, five of six from three, three of three, or from the field, three of three from the three-point line. Um, you know, he, he looked great shooting, looked great cutting into the basket, coming off curls. The... One problem, one place he really struggled is the Cavs kind of got on the bad side of a couple runs when he was in. One of them being that uh, kind of third quarter. Well, there was that second quarter run where the where the Grizz just. I think it was a twenty-one to two run 
uh, when the Cavs are, are a 19 to two run and it was, it was brutal. Uh, and he got on the wrong side of that. And then he had a couple turnovers trying to get the ball to Evan Mobley in the third quarter that looked really like timing issues and just not used to playing with each other. And Evan kind of not knowing where to be. And, and it was hard to tell if it was on Mobley or Osman. Um, but those things yeah, are they, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the um, net, I'm looking at the defensive ratings. Uh, it's you know, Chetty was 140. Uh, Cavs were 143.6 with Chetty on the court, uh, 130 with Rubio, 130 with Mobley. I mean, Mobley got Mobley. You had to go through some rookie, you know, rookie uh, growing pains tonight on the defensive end. You know, he's oh for just, sure. You know, he. he but I mean, like, what's what's impressive to me about Mobley is I'm seeing uh, Cavs' offensive rating while he was on the court one eleven point nine. Well, that, we'll get to that next segment. Next no, segment. Sorry, sorry. Um, Don't sorry. jump the gun. I know we want to gush. I know we want to gush. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to save I the know. best for last. <laughs> um, you know, so Chetty, you know, really shot the ball well. I, I'm baffled if a guy just comes out absolutely red hot, five or six from the field, then gets no looks in the second half. Like that's just, it drives me up the wall um, when that happens. And the Cavs, you know, didn't, didn't make it a point to get him the ball when he was hot. You know, that's frustrating. Uh, But I thought that lineup, you know, in stretches looked good. You know, Kevin Love only four points, but uh, had a, had a positive plus minus as did, um, or no, he didn't. But Isaac Okoro had a positive plus minus a plus eight, and Kev was not too bad with minus three. Um, you know, and I and Kevin Love played with Jared Allen and uh, Lori Markinen in in that lineup too, and and that lineup looked really effective. You know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I thought they could have. I, I think you are hinting at something there that's definitely I hundred percent agree with. Is I think they could have milked a few more minutes from Love in the game, uh, especially yeah. to give, I mean, they play, they played Mobley 38 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's kind of outrageous, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of outrageous that they played Isaac Okoro only 20. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, clearly Evan Mobley is going to play as many minutes as the Cavs want to give him. Right. right. <laughs> or as the Cavs will give him as many minutes as he's willing to play. Let me put it that way. Um, you know, and Kevin Love one for six from the field, but he still had four assists yep. in seventeen minutes. I mean, I thought he played a decent game. He didn't shoot particularly well, but right, right. I, and he had a couple times on defense where it was like, eh. But I, yeah, I, I mean, thought he was cooked. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's cooked defensively anyway. We shouldn't expect anything there. Yeah, well, I still thought he was better than Markinen. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Better defensive rating by two points. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was it was definitely a very interesting game. I thought you know Memphis was better coached and and out executed Cleveland down the stretch. Uh, once again, we saw out of bounds turnovers down the stretch, which are just maddening. Um, you know, clearly a lack of focus from the Cavs in places and. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. When you see these goofy lineups, you kind of feel like are the Cavs just coaching to lose here? Like what what is this? This is doesn't did they even run that lineup in practice? Is what my question is. Oh, I'm sure they did. I mean, we saw it in preseason. But but what concerns me is that 
the Cavs, you know, one of the tweets I saw is, you know, is Laurie and Sexton kind of feels like it's going to be impossible to defend with. <laughs> you know, I just don't see how that lineup can defend consistently. Um, and, and when you get a team like Memphis that's smart, that won't let the Cavs go zone, you're, I mean, there was a stretch in the second quarter where, you know, Memphis was running their entire offense. Every other possession was just where's Larry Markinen and how can we get a mismatch on him or put him in a pick and roll. And it was every uh, every time they got a half court possession that was happening. And it was very obvious. And it, the Cavs suffered for it. So I, you know, just my conclusion from that game, Larry Markinen's not a starter. Uh, and I obviously that's really. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't totally think he's disagree. a good enough defensive yeah, player. I, I think I think before I'm ready to declare that, I need to see him out there with a Coro first. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean they were so good, and and honestly, uh, I mean it's just baffling net rating tonight for Isaac Okoro twenty three point six. 130 offensive rating, 106 defensive rating. You know what Colin Sexton's was? It was 109 offensive rating, 126 defensive rating, minus 17.4 in 29 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's a 40-point difference, nearly a 40-point difference. It is a 40-point it, it point difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I felt like Okoro was flying around at times, especially in the second half. I think he struggled in the first half, but I thought he played great in the second half. Uh, had some big rebounds. Um, <laughs> just some really... Yeah, I mean, he was an acceptable rebounder. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Finally, you know, because he's playing the right position. So, and, yeah. uh, you know, is... I mean, he was just efficient offensively. You know what I mean? And yep. he's a guy that's also... I think he's a great... Um, he just has a good feel for the game he knows when to pass he knows if an extra pass needs to be made he knows when he's supposed to go to the rack you know he he takes advantage of the matchups he should you know he just plays in control you know uh surprisingly well for a young guy and just it's just mind-blowing i just mystified completely why jb didn't (laughs) just do like i don't understand i hope someone asks him like why I hope so, like see that's the whole thing no one will ask him why I mean like it, it's a 40 point difference and no one's going to ask him why he started Sexton instead of well Coro. I you know every yeah I think that's you know the conventional wisdom is oh you start the guy that didn't score 25 a game it's but that you know all the advanced cowardice stats. that's cowardice <laughs> I mean like they have this, it's the second half of the year plus the preseason now that we have all this data that, and, and that's the thing is that they're prioritizing the wrong thing. They're not prioritizing team success. They're not looking at it from a holistic point of view. They're only looking at it from, uh, you know, the five individuals who deserve to start, quote unquote, you know, because they put up stats. Like, why is it about that instead of what gets it done as a team? I don't know, you know. So <laughs> preach. Thing, so uh, yeah, you inspired me, man. You 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 inspired me because, like, you know, because <laughs> you said it. I mean, you said it before the game started, and then what was hilarious is when Chris Fedor sent out that tweet. You know, <laughs> marketing starting, but 
Uh, Sexton's not, but there was a discussion, but there's, there, but we're not going to actually <laughs> yeah. do it, you know? Well, like, and, and it's kind of funny because, you know, they did that four mi- sub four minutes in and, right, you know, right. Coro <laughs> came in and then got in foul trouble and it kind of blew up the rotation a little. It did. Yes. Yeah. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, uh, it's and I don't know. I'm I'm going and don't get don't get too happening. frustrated. It's the first that's game. What, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. Talk me down off the list. Yeah, and I actually think this is kind of a difficult matchup for the Cavs. Uh, for one thing, the Grizzlies have a super strong center, which I think you know I I had oh, he mentioned ate preseason. Up. Yeah, he ate everybody up on the boards. Uh, I mean, they just. He was just pushing guys around and holding and just mm-hmm. getting standing offensive rebounds just because nobody could get around his arms. <laughs> um, it's not grit and grind for nothing, right? Yeah, Cal Drogo was was in effect tonight. So, <laughs> that yeah, perfect. He, that's perfect. He was he was the moon and stars tonight. <laughs> oh, so. that's awesome. Hey, you know, th- where else are you going to find tributes to Steven Adams? You know, <laughs> nowhere on the internet will you find that except here. But uh, he impressed me this game. Uh, anybody else from uh, Memphis particularly stand out to you? Well, I mean, I've always been a huge uh, – I've always been a huge uh, – sh- um, I can't the Anthony Melton fan. Sorry. And, uh, I, I pounded the table for him, uh, you know, on draft night, I was like, please Cavs, Dan, buy a pick, you know, he's plus 17 and 31 minutes. His defense was pretty active Four or six from three, eight to 14 from the field. You know, as you said, it was just, he was really nice. Uh, you know, good to see, uh, Brandon Clark back, you know, he had kind of done a disappearing act last year, hadn't he, you know? Yeah, well, I was just about to get into that. Yeah, yeah. So So um, he only played uh, just a little less than 12 minutes, which really surprised me. But the one thing that I will note about Memphis is how damn deep they are. I mean, they ran an 11, and obviously they had some garbage time. No, they didn't really have garbage time tonight. They ran an 11 deep lineup tonight. Um, which you don't see a lot of teams do in the NBA. And, you know, their best player, John Morant, only had to play 30, a little less than 34 minutes, which yeah. to score 37 points in 34 minutes is pretty good. <laughs> but he was, he was on belief and he was doing all his damage in the paint is yeah. the thing. Oh, he, he just gets there and he elevates and everybody else gets halfway through their elevation and then they start dropping and he's still going up. Oh my God! Yeah, what a, he's what an unbelievable al- athlete. Yeah, yeah, we saw something. And the touch now. that he has now is 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 really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, think they're a really speed. deep team, and they move the ball really well. I thought they would struggle losing some of the guys they did, but they definitely have the bodies to play a lot of different lineups. I would really love, love, love the Cavs to be able to peel Brandon Clark off that team somehow. Um, I feel like he would be a million times better fit than Laurie Markinen, but I I was very frustrated with Laurie tonight, so maybe I just need to give him more time. And I've always <laughs> loved Brandon Clark. He's he's I know he's that this, is your boy. <laughs> that is absolutely your boy. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I had to name drop him for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. No, he's uh, he's this generation's Thad Young. So there you go. There's one <laughs> other guy I should give a shout out to for Memphis is Zaire Williams, the rookie. No, um, he's not a 
Is he a rookie? He's. I think he's a rookie. Oh, yeah, he? from uh, Stanford. Yes, yes. Um, plus 13 in 17 minutes, you know, got a steal, assist. You know, he was just kind no, of No, he a, looked very athletic. Yes, exactly. That you hit, you hit the nail on the head, took the words right out of my mouth. He, he looks... Man, he's long and athletic, and he, he knows the game. He knows where he's supposed to be. I guess we should know that from Stanford grads, huh? or I guess not grads, but Stanford attendees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the big thing about Memphis is just when you've got a guy, excuse me, that's just a high-usage superstar the way Morant is, you can have these guys and you can develop these just pure athletes that can come in and play defense for you and – Right. You know, do everything you need. But they had a lot of assists, too. You know, Kyle Anderson had four assists. Tyus Jones, I thought, played a really nice game off the bench. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, let's go Duke. Thank you for giving the Dukey the shout out there. (laughs) Yeah, so they were fun. And, yeah, it was a high-scoring game for sure. I mean, 132, 131. They had to have blown away to OU, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. It was funny because there was only 30 fouls in the game, and like half of them were taken by Isaac Okoro. So there wasn't a lot of fouls in the game. I would like to see Laurie Markinen have more than zero fouls. uh, Absolutely. That's, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's one criticism I'll definitely go along with. What the heck, Laurie? You can't get beat up out there. You got to. You got to put some lumber on some guys. Definitely. You're you're seven foot. Come on, baby. (laughs) Yeah. So, and when we come back, then we can gush about (laughs) Evan Mobley, who was just had many jaw dropping moments. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Cavs podcast. I'm Nate Smith and I'm here with Chris Francis. And we're talking about the Cavs lost to the Grizzlies tonight, 132 to 121. And I think, you know, for you and me, at least for me, it wasn't a loss because we saw an NBA debut of a guy that looks like he could fall out of bed and be one of the better players in the NBA, and that's Evan Mobley. I mean, he just was everywhere tonight, had so many jaw-dropping plays that you're just amazed to see from a rookie in his very first NBA game. Um, 17 points, nine rebounds, six assists, zero turnovers. Um, Just, you know, he was at the bottom of the Cavs team in plus minus, but I don't think anybody who watched the Cavs tonight would think that that was actually his fault. I I just thought he was phenomenal tonight. What, What were some of the things that you liked? You know, do you agree? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm a slave to the numbers, so I'm the big thing that I was impressed by was his offensive uh, his offensive ability. Like that was the big concern, especially if you looked at the you know as coming from preseason is man, this guy's locking it down on defense, but he's kind of little he's a little rough on the edges on offense. But when the when the bright lights turned on. Man, I mean, one eleven for a rookie in his first game—that's that's really good. You know, that's a huge improvement over what he did in the preseason. Um, and I think defensively, I think there's a really good argument. He's kind of a victim of so many minutes. You know, especially you know, um, not necessarily at the five spot. You know, having to play at the four spot when Allen was on. Well, the and really the three a lot too. Right, right, absolutely. You know, because when yep. you're playing in that jumbo lineup, it just you got to cover for 
for yep. Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, so, but having six assists. The Finnish Curtain, as I like to call him. Yeah, absolutely. Six six assists and zero turnovers for a rookie in his first game, you know, in a one and done at that, you know, that's that's very rare and very special. Um, And he even got his two stocks, you know, like he was still active on defense, changing shots, you know. I said, you know, John Morant was just John Morant. You know, there's nothing you could do about that. That was just better offense beats good defense. So um, I just like his overall game. I think you made a good point during the game that uh, the ball should have found him more possibly in in the lean moments, especially in the, in the end of the second quarter. quarter. Yeah, yeah, in the first half. Yeah, I think the ball should have found him more as a jump start because he was making plays. I mean, he was making plays by the pass. So, you know, give him the ball and let him make the right decision. He did it, you know. Oh my God, the the fast break he ran to get uh down the dunk, you know that was that was all him. He was just he was point center in that moment, you know, nineteen year old, twenty year old point center there. So, uh, you know, uh, really impressed with what he did, especially offensively. He's gonna need time to grow because he's a rookie. I'm not upset about the plus minus because I just know he's a rookie starter. You know, it's it's gonna be he's gonna have to take his lumps and learn to learn the league, but. Um, if he's going to give us this kind of offense, he can stay out on the court as long as he wants. He can figure out the defense. We know he's going to figure out the defense, right? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I was super impressed. The, the thing that impresses me the most is the way that he turns things that people said were negatives about him or things that he struggled with. He doesn't seem to take very long to improve upon them. And we saw this with the shooting. Um, you know, he struggled shooting in the preseason, uh, and we saw him start right out and take an elbow J against uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and just drain it. And then, <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're yeah, right, right out he, the gate. <laughs> and then he shot that same shot later in the game, and then just even more impressively, uh, when the Cavs were running and gunning in the third – uh, he he canned a left corner triple that was, you know, absolutely pure. Oh, and man. it was funny because the next time down, he came and took a top of the key heat check three. And I was like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, young fella. You know, is. Uh, oh, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. I was like, this guy is no fear. I like that. You know? Yeah, I that's, the, no that's the best part. No fear. No hesitation. One of the other things that I just absolutely loved is he had a couple drives you know he had a drive where he got fouled on and he got to the line and his strides I haven't seen a long strider with his kind of footwork since and his kind of athleticism since Giannis I mean he just can literally get from the three-point line to the basket in two steps uh I, I, I'm, am I wrong when I say no, that? You, yeah. <laughs> you are preaching to the choir, my friend. <laughs> yeah, No, he was phenomenal doing that. And one of my favorite plays in the whole game was that play where he caught the ball on the right wing uh, just a little past the elbow, and he looked like he was going to shoot, and I think everybody just expected him to stop. And he just gunned it drive style to the basket, and the defense collapsed. And he just threaded a pass to Jared Allen that he flushed. And I was like, holy cow, this kid's going to be special. I mean, it's just that's not a play you see a rookie big make on on the fly just looking like a point guard. He was – it was really impressive. Um, 
I, I'm just gushing. Uh, he had a couple finishes tonight. He had that one finish where Alan, uh, Steven Adams tried to foul him and he was just in the air and just like his arm was outstretched. He just flipped it up off the window and in for an and one. Just super big finish at the time. I called him Plastic Man. You know, <laughs> he looked. Well, the, the most amazing finish that I remember tonight was uh, DG caught him wide open with a great pass and. I expected uh, Evan to just oh, yeah. finger to finger roll it in, but he dunked it. I yeah. couldn't like he was like half. He was well. That's what I'm talking about. He was cutting from the three point line, and he caught the ball like a step in from the three point line and took two steps and dunked. You know, on a bounce pass on a give and go bounce pass from Darius Garland. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that dunk was insane. Like I couldn't. Yeah. That that was a Yan. You were totally right. I love the comparison because that was a Giannis dunk. Where he yeah. just has these go-go gadget arms that just like all yeah. of a sudden he's dunking the ball like you'd never expect it. Yeah, like he, it's almost like he's not a vertical – I don't think he's a super elite vertical leaper. Right, but man, right. is he a super elite horizontal leaper. Like I feel like he could be a triple jump or a long jump guy. You know, just he gets so far on, on those strides. It's just amazing. A really impressive. basketball laboratory guy. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, what I mean, like like JB said, kudos to his dad for coaching him upright. Oh yeah. Well, and, and but I don't even think it's as much as it's him, too. Like he just right. Oh, sure. Internalizes sure. things so quickly. Like the shot. One of the things yep. uh, the other things I saw the rebounding, like his rebounding was supposed to be the knock on him. And he just had some fantastic rebounds tonight. Like. I have no doubts that when he gets a little more bulk and understands the game a little more, he could lead the NBA in rebounding the same way Giannis does. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I saw about him tonight, you know, one of the knocks on him in preseason was that he doesn't set very good screens Um, and that Jared Allen sets much better screens than him, which which frees up the guards. I saw some good screens from him tonight. He was. He was, you know, getting himself wide. He was tangling guys up just to the, you know, in the NBA, the best screen is the one where they basically don't call an illegal screen and you're just inside of that where you're Mm. kind of borderline holding a guy when (laughs) you're tangling him up with your arms a little. I thought he was really good at that. You know, one of the things he struggles with, he doesn't have the greatest core strength and he doesn't have the widest shoulders. So if you have that, you have to get your kind of arms engaged a little bit without getting called for a foul. I thought he did a good job of that. So, yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, yeah. What a treat to watch. He's, I mean, he's going to be a wonderkind. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, exciting. It is exciting. And I mean, he, he's just scratching the surface. What are some of the things that you felt like he needed to work on that surprised you a little bit of, of kind of, you were surprised he wasn't doing them well, I guess is how I'll say it. I mean, Today he just got. I mean, tonight he just got. I mean, he it was just rookie mistakes, you know. Like he 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 got tricked on anticipating multiple actions that were targeting him, you know, in 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 two man games, uh, especially as a big. Um, but I mean, you know, John Morant's kind of a hell of a tutorial, you know, on the first night of the NBA. Well, career. and John Morant <laughs> and Stephen Adams, and Stephen Adams is. Yeah, likely right. as strong as a center as he'll play in the league. You know, ten year guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be a decade. He's got to. I mean, in the getting league. around a Stephen Adams screen is not an easy task. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, he, he just he had to go through his rookie pains, I think, more than anything is what I saw. I mean, I actually, you know, I thought you made a great point about him improving things that he he's had, that he's weaker on. I mean, the nine rebounds, uh, I like that. You know, there were nine defensive rebounds on top of that. That's really what he was weakest at. And that's, I mean, he hit the boards and got got things done there. And uh, so I think it's mainly just having to learn the league and learning the pet plays the teams have and just learning te- guys' tendencies. You know, it's just something that, that's impossible to learn without experience. So, but I think, you know, as you said, he's such a quick learner. He internalizes uh, information so well and applies it in a, in a physical manner, and it's just a treat to watch. It's so amazing, uh, you know, especially on the offensive end. I, I'm I'm kind of still blown away about how good he was offensively. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I noted during the game was like people that were worried that he and Jared Allen couldn't play together. I don't think that's a worry at all because their interior passing was fantastic. I mean, he was part mm, of the, mm, the team feeding Jared Allen. And Jared Allen was really – he was the best Cav tonight. I, I don't think there's any denying that from anyone. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he really was said, great. Yeah, I would put him in a coro definitely yeah. up there. They were studs tonight. They were absolute studs tonight. So it was good to see two of the young guys who struggled you know, uh, in the preseason really show out tonight. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I felt like Allen should have got more minutes at, 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 with as well as he was playing to get 29 minutes was was a little bit of a crime. I do want to say that kind of like you, I don't love 38 minutes for Evan Mobley because I think like you said, he was kind of the, he did get gassed a little and he was the victim of the minutes game for sure. Um, one of the other things that, I, I noticed was he was a little hesitant to switch uh, when he should have switched. And, you know, he had uh, Desmond Bain coming off a pin down, going free to the basket. And he kind of hesitated. And he's like, in the NBA, you've got to just go stop that. You, yeah. you can't just give a guy a free run to the basket. And Well, he's, he's such a soft. I mean, there you go. That's probably what it is. One huge improvement that needs to be made on his part is – you can tell he's a soft-spoken guy. You yeah. know, you can tell he's not going to be – he's not a Larry Nance who's screaming coverages, screaming, yeah. you know, ordering guys around. He's going to have to do that because that's what it takes to become an elite NBA yeah. defender is communication, especially from a, the backline guy, which he is. So yeah. he, he's going to uh, have to – he's got to speak up. You broke my heart. You broke my heart, Chris, because, well, like, I was oh. – after the you, game, you were I, just getting over Larry Nance. <laughs> I, well, I just feel like, oh my God, Larry Nance would be the perfect. The Cavs would have won this game tonight if they had Larry Nance instead of Larry Markinen and started him at the three. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say that right now. Um, you're probably right. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Larry Nance is the better player, so. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, at least the better all-around player. Larry Markinen is probably a better shooter, maybe a better overall offensive player, but. And maybe fits what the Cavs need offensively more than Larry Nance, but you know I would yeah. love to have that guy calling out that co- those coverages and being in Evan Mobley's ear and teaching him how to play basketball. But you know yeah. I'm happy yeah. for Larry Nance if if Portland is where he wants to be. It just my heart Shout hurts. Out to Larry. My heart hurts. You, Larry. We, my heart hurts you, a little, Chris. <laughs> it does. We love you, Larry. You know if you're listening. <laughs> So uh, we will be right back after that little shout out and we'll kind of 
wrap up the Cavs and go on some other things going around on around in the NBA. And we'll talk to you then. Welcome back to Cavs, a podcast, you know, in the break we talked about, is there more gushing we need to do about Evan Mobley? And <laughs> I, I guess we'll save it. Um, I was super pleased with everything we saw. So, um, and just one more, you know, huge, I'm going to say, Chris, if, uh, if Jared Allen plays like he did tonight, you, you, I'm going to say you're 100 wrong on that. The Cavs overpaid Jared Allen, <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and you'll happily agree with me. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely! I'll take that yeah. L all day long. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If he's doing that, wow, wow. Man, so, I, I hope you took it personally. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, just around the NBA, did you watch the games last night? Yeah, I did. I watched both. Um, although I probably paid more attention to the Lakers. Yeah, Warriors it was a much better game. That Milwaukee yeah, game. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. You, I mean, I tell you, you know, what, man. Young, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee is, they could be the best team in the league already. I think they are, right? Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> just from top to bottom a juggernaut right now, the way they're built. And I think... Uh, I called a uh, MVP for KD, but I think this might be uh, another MVP year for Giannis. He can do it. I mean, yeah. oh my god! Like, well, did you hear he made the NBA top seventy-five? Oh, great! I mean, he deserved yeah. it because they've know? been he, announcing. It. Oh yeah, he absolutely does. Yeah, so that's fantastic for him, and he's gone to another level with his game. You oh, know, he, he he's got a, he's got a little mid-ranger now. Oh my gosh! So. Yeah, oh, yeah, my god. and they just. They really, there was never any doubt about them beating the Nets the other night. And the Nets, I don't know if they have enough firepower. Like, they they look like they're lacking. Yeah, there's there's something stinky. I mean, the, the, well, the vibes are not good. The vibes no. are not good. I don't well, like it. Yeah, how like do you it. stop Kyrie Irving? Wait. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with James exactly. Harden. So. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's the thing. There you go. I mean, I think the Kyrie thing is kind. Of, there's a hangover. There's it, it. It was definitely. I think the Kyrie thing made the Nets think, at least in that prime time, you know, premier game. Like this isn't real. We're gonna just treat. We're not even gonna show up. We're not even treating this like a real game because it's not real until Kyrie's here. I think they're assuming that Kyrie will eventually get vaxxed. He'll eventually want to get paid and then they'll start actually playing. So that, that, that was the vibe I got from uh, Brooklyn. I don't know what you think. I think that's a great take. So as far as the Lakers Warriors game, I had a hard time knowing what to think about it. You know, for me, it was the Warriors look good. I couldn't tell if both those teams were, it was a really good game for sure. I couldn't tell if both those teams were really good or both those teams looked really good because it was the very first night and it was a lot of old guys with fresh legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's my take and I want to get your take off of it is I thought I think they were both contenders is what I saw. I think they're actually both contenders. Um, and I think the story of the night was how good Golden State looked. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Jordan Poole looks like he is one of those guys that Golden State figures out how to get on their bench or in their rotation that just absolutely helps them win. You know, we saw a little bit of that last year. There was a lot of rumblings about that in preseason. And a lot, it was funny because uh, Whitney, uh, who's a guy I follow on uh, Twitter and 
you know, mm-hmm. get, CTB guy from way back in the day, um, was talking about how he was coming off like a C level role player in the first half, and then, of course, second half he just lit it up. So, <laughs> and you know, it's interesting to me because if you if they can play that well when Steph has a bad game, exactly, they don't have Clay. How long before they? How will they play when they have a good game? The other side of that, though, and you saw it with the Lakers too, and. Both these guys are – this is the kind of game they look good in because it's not the middle of – it's not the dregs of January. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it, – these guys are old. They've all had a week of rest. They're going to look fine. It's it's when they, they're on that third game in four nights and sure. that they're going to start right. dragging. The grind. Yeah, yeah, the grind. Yeah, I mean – The grind is not to, good for old legs. No, it's not. It's no – aging's not for the weary – yeah, and and it feels like the Lakers only have old legs. Like they yeah, don't feel yeah. like they have a lot well, of young legs. I mean, and yeah, go ahead. Th- I no, know what they, you're going to say next. Well, I was going to say uh, they need they need to make a decision about Russell Westbrook. They're they're in the Colin Sexton situation themselves. They need they need to move uh, Russell Westbrook to the bench because they're trying to play him off ball with LeBron, and it's just never going to work. It's, well, it's, and, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. Because exactly. honestly, he doesn't face the floor. Well, I, honestly, I, LeBron should be the one off ball. You know, yeah, no, no, and you know he's never going to do that. Well, he has done it before. He's been forced to do it. I think they would be so much more unstoppable with LeBron off the ball. Um, I don't you know, know about that. Put uh, LeBron in the pick and roll or pick and pop with as good of a shooter as he is now. It's just they're going to be so much better. You have to have Russell Westbrook moving towards the basket. Definitely. Um, oh, yeah. He can't 100%. be spacing the floor. Yeah, 100%. The ball, he's only effective when the ball is in his hands. I, I don't think so, that's 100% true, but it's it's 75% true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, he was a disaster on the plus minus. I think he was like – Well, yeah. He, he was minus 23 uh, – Minus, uh, I'll look it up real quick. It was, um, he was, my, yeah, minus 23 in 35 minutes and um, basically the only guy, I mean, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, I mean, every guy, every other guy was around neutral, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a bucket game. It was a close game, so. Yeah, and, and what I think you might see is, you know, where he's a token starter, goes out at the four-minute, much like Colin Sexton, <laughs> uh, goes out at the four-minute mark, and it's a lot of your turn, my turn, where they don't share the floor all that much during the game, um, and they take turns running the offense. I, <laughs> you know, that, that... I love it. That Dude, might make oh some man. Sense. But you saw that a lot with Dean Wade when... Or not Dean Wade. Dean Wade. So, do you think Wayne Wade when Braun first got to the Heat? What were you saying? Yeah, no. I here's the question. Do you? Okay, so do you think Russell Westbrook starts the whole? Do you think he starts every game? I mean, the games that he can the rest of the year. Oh yeah, I don't think you, you, bring you don't in see any way. It would the take him completely falling off the Apple truck and just looking like the wheels came off the wagon for consistently uh, for him to not start. I just, they have way too much invested in that, uh, ego wise and, you know, 
LeBron's extended a lot of cred to make that happen. So yeah, did, they'll figure what it what out. What did they give up? They they well, did they give up much or did, oh yeah, that they was all gave they up. up uh, oh, what's the goofy kid's name? With oh, the, Kuzma. <laughs> they gave up Kuzma. They gave up um, Montrezl Harrell, and I don't oh, right. know if they gave a draft pickup or not. But they gave up Kuzma I'm and sure Montrezl Harrell were the big ones. Yeah. So. Wow! Wow! And they have it for the for the um, for the pleasure of uh, paying him eighty more million after this yeah. year. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that is also true. So, I, I yeah. mean, it, it. I think it'll work out. Uh, Anthony Davis looked good and healthy. That team's true. all going to come down to health and how many games yep. they can win to get a decent seed in the in the postseason. Um, 100%. And shooting. Um, it, it was funny, like Rondo and Westbrook look really old <laughs> at times. So it'll be interesting to see who that third score for the, them is on a night to night basis. But I think Westbrook will fill it out and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, there was two two guys they have out. Kendrick Nunn is one of them. I think there's your yeah. guy that you were just talking about, that third yeah. score. Yeah. And then I forget the other guy, but he was a shooter. Oh, uh, so. And Malik Monk actually looked pretty decent too. The oh, okay. few minutes I saw yeah. from him, yeah. but uh, that that was mainly garbage yeah. time. Too. I mean, yeah, it was mainly the you were absolutely right. The AD looked great, and it was basically the LeBron and AD show. So yeah, which you know, much like John Morant, you have two, you have a high usage guy that you can run a whole offense around and can contribute at that level. It's it's hard to stop a team like that. Mm-hmm. And the Cav and the Lakers have two of them. And if Wes is who Wes was last year, or Westbrook is who he was last year, they have three. So yeah, yeah, true. So enough. going around uh, the scoreboard tonight a little bit. I'm watching uh, Nuggets uh, Suns, which is in the fourth quarter. It's looking really good. You know the Nuggets are up 85-82. Um, the Kings beat uh the blazers to or are beating the blazers um you know after looking like garbage in the preseason uh the hornets squeaked out a win over the pacers Lamelo ball with a 31 9 and 7 he was ridiculous yeah yeah did you watch any of the highlights of that no no is he just amazing and i i haven't yet i mean he he looks and then of course they got gordon hayward back which he scored 27 so that helps them immensely that I may yeah, have been right. wrong picking the under there. <laughs> but it I mean that team also comes down to health too. So Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I heard I heard Bulls fans coping uh pretty hard during their struggle against the Pistons, so well, that was entertaining, at least. <laughs> you, you're friends with a lot of Bulls fans, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just weird. I mean, a lot of Bulls fans, uh, a lot of Warriors fans somehow. God, I mean, I should get a. I should get sainthood for that. So, yeah, I mean, it looked like the Bulls' problem was their bench was rough. No, uh, you're absolutely right. No, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Is who's getting buckets? Uh, the you know with Caruso and a whole bunch of scrubs is basically the yeah. problem there. So, yeah, and <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know. They could really use a guy like Laurie Barkman. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, mean, I think that's what it, that's that was probably the role they envisioned for him going into the season before they got ready before the late. You know, late trade, season, yeah. late off season trade. So, yeah, but I mean, Zach Levine with a thirty four seven and four line, so he He's he old. looked really impressive. And 
you know, good on Detroit for an entertaining loss. So that's so that's what that's the name of the game. They, actually, they got robbed apparently on the cover uh, to, uh, with the refs. <laughs> so they could have covered tonight. So. Oh, a ref robbery that never a ref happens. robbery. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Is it Tim Donahue on the court? Ooh, no. Yeah, and then you know that we were talking about him a minute a minute ago. The Wizards uh, with a, with a nice win led by Brad Beal mm-hmm. and Montrez Harrell. You know, there's a team that actually does have a decent bench with Neto and Harrell and I agree. DJ off the bench and yeah, you know, and they still got some guys coming back from injury that are going to help them. So yeah. And Toronto I'm, was I, we all took the under on Toronto, didn't we? Uh, I, I think we were that. split, but mm. I uh, I I think I took the under. I I, I just, might have screwed up. I might have took the over. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to tell after one game, and then you know, I think we all agreed that the Rockets will probably be the worst team in the association, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. easily, easily. I mean, well, they got waxed by the T Wolves, and. You know, the T-Wolves, this might be the deepest T-Wolves team we've seen in a while. So, I mean... Cat looked good. Did you see the highlight of his? Uh, no, I coast? didn't. Oh, man, he was doing it Evan Mobley coast to coast. And, nice. You know, well, they're... Yeah. yeah, they won pretty handily. And, you know, they're running a 10-man rotation down to Jared Vanderbilt. And that's that's going to be a tough team. Um, wow. They, they got a lot of decent players. Heard it here so. first, baby. Minnesota. Well, it's just the West is so stacked, but I yeah, know. they're good. And then you're, right. you're absolutely right. Yeah, the only team that might <laughs> so Sam Vicenzi, um <laughs> called the um, uh, Magic offense the clog toilet offense. <laughs> oh, he went there oh, against boy. Um, against the Spurs, who who beat them handily and. Uh, he said, yeah, that team's going to be really rough. But the guy that looked really good for them was Mo Bamba, um, who hey. has looked good all of preseason. So somewhere uh, Evil Genius is is cringing because he always liked to make fun of Mo Bamba. He always said if the Cavs draft Mo Bamba or um, Bobo, he's out. <laughs> So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, Mo good. Bamba had a decent game and – but yeah, they're going to struggle all year. Yeah, they're bad. If they, you know, maybe that's a place the Cavs can can send Lori Martin. Man, <laughs> for Terrence Ross, maybe I don't know. Woo. Of course, Terrence Ross minus thirty two tonight. Woof! Wow! Wow! Yeah, but oh my yeah, the Spurs, the Spurs, you know, are going to beat teams like that almost day in and day out. But you know, they ran a really interesting lineup where they basically had eight guys in their rotation getting around or seven guys in their rotation getting 25 plus minutes. So they're going to run a really balanced rotation. So we'll, we'll see how that works out for them. Um, and then of course the jazz waxed the thunder. Um, a lot of people took the over on the jazz this year in, yeah, in, the, I mean, in the betting and they seem like a team that's going to light it up in the regular season. So yeah, I, I, do you, I mean, you think they? I guess the question with them is: is there a hangover from their loss to the Clippers? Uh, and is there? A I don't think from you're going to know that until the, the postseason. post-season. Yeah, it. and I think the other side of that is is from what I've read is that uh, Rudy Gobert was a lot more injured in that series than anybody knew. 
and that was was part of their issue. Um, hmm. Well, he just dropped a sixteen point twenty one board game tonight, so he's got to have a chip on his shoulder after how bad it went that game seven. Yeah, he he does, and you know that's a team that's really well put together and gotten a guy that at least in the preseason looked like an absolute steal in Jared Hughes. So they may they may sub you know I don't say surprise people, but I think they're just going to be every bit as tough as they were last year if if I mean, that bench keeps playing like they have. So they have tons. Well, I guess uh, Jared Butler was one of the most impressive rookies of the preseason. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just saying. And yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that that's where he went. So um, yeah. Uh, and what's so nice about them, you hit the nail on the head with them, is the continuity. I mean, they're bringing back the same. They've got a seven man rotation that's. You know, been there forever now. Yeah. So, and that helps in the same coaching staff. And, yeah, yeah. you know, the they want my guy that I want to be the next coach of the Cavs. Um, oh, yeah. Who was I that? I can't guy? remember the assistant. Uh, yeah, now it's going to drive Alex Gent. Oh, Alex Jensen. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty good. I'm, every now and I'm again. I'm surprised. <laughs> you, I mean, like, you're famous for not remembering names, and that was like, damn. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's the the '90s young, I guess. Um, and of course, for OKC, it was you know that would have been a fun game to watch. They have a lot of guys I like on that team. Josh Giddy, uh, an interesting first line with four points and ten rebounds. Um, hey, that's actually encouraging. I mean, at least uh, no, he looked really good in the preseason. I mean, he yeah. flirted with a triple double quite a bit, but that team's nice. going to struggle to score. Yeah, yeah. I they, mean, is, they do is not... Shea even playing? Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he led him with eighteen points today. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Which in the modern NBA is not enough. Yeah, so. not going to get it done, especially for the yeah. hype surrounding him. Like a guy that they expect to break out, you know, uh, a big breakout. You know, well, the problem is, is just he is going to face double and triple teams all season. Yeah, right. Exactly. No. Exactly. So, and with that, we kind of walk through the NBA. I know uh, we've got a double game homestand Friday and Saturday against Atlanta, and then. Uh, or no, against the Hornets and then Atlanta. So that should be super exciting. Uh, get to see LaMelo Ball come in, and uh, we get to see our old friend um, Gordon Hayward. So that should be a fun fun matchup, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So we'll see you Friday night, Cavs fans. And I don't know, you got anything to pitch? I do not yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm flinching because. <laughs> no, so in the break, I gave, I gave, yeah. uh, can I tell this story? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Please. Yeah. So in the break, I gave Chris a hard time about, you, you're not allowed to pitch articles that you don't publish anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he shamed so, me, guys. He I did. I shamed me. him. <laughs> he, yeah, shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that um, the the woman walking around doing shame shame in uh, Game of Thrones is is just won an Emmy for uh, for Ted Lasso. So oh, for real? Wow. Yeah. The oh. have you seen Ted Lasso? No, no. I haven't. Oh, you got to watch it. So there's a oh, pitch wow. that that show's really good, really okay. fun show. Okay. And then the uh, but what I want to pitch is another Apple TV show that I really enjoyed. I've watched about the first five episodes and still you know they don't do the whole binge release thing they do the the week the serial release which Ooh, is kind of annoying 
Yeah, the but, slow burn. There you go. But uh, the show Foundation on Apple TV is a um, galactic civilization collapse show set 12,000 years in the future with obvious parallels around, you know, the planet Earth um, as, as this galactic empire is collapsing. And it, it's super interesting. It's uh, really well cast yeah. and, and written. It's based on an Isaac Asimov story. Ah, uh, okay. That's or novel, I, thought. I believe. Dang, so, so, yeah, so a lot good. of fun. Well, really oh, high production values, well shot. Right. Um, good cast. So I think you'll enjoy it if you like sci-fi, which I, of course, do. So excellent, excellent. Love and it. then I think I'm going to go see Shang Chi this weekend. So Ooh. I've I've got uh, there was I've, it was it came there's good reviews about that, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Know. And then Eternals is coming out soon too, but Ooh, I think yeah, that's November. Yeah. I'm uh, that's but it's just me and the youngest this weekend. So uh, oh, because because the because my wife and my oldest are going to look at colleges. So. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, makes me feel old. Oh God, you know what I'm dude, saying? What the heck? Oh yeah. no. Makes me oh. feel old. So um you know, enjoy your kids while they're young cuz it doesn't last long. So That's right. Before you know That's it, you'll right. be paying out of state co- tuition for college. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So as where always, she, where, where, uh, where are they looking? I, I I'm not going to say. I'll tell you. Okay, no, yeah, sorry. sorry. As always, yeah. go Cavs. Go Cavs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. And we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.